0: Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. All right, let's bring in Bill Brio, uh, TV critic, author of the uh, blog TV Feeds My Family, uh, Brio TV. He is with us now. Bill Brio, thank you for the time. Much appreciated. My pleasure, Scott. Anytime. Uh, So I'm watching some of the late night TV shows, and that's where we've seen a real change in what is going on. Uh, are some handling this better than others i'm a fan of stephen colbert i've been watching his show since it started and and, but he seems to be having a real difficult time with this whereas when i flipped over to jimmy kimmel he's almost created a new show out of it Uh, i i think the solution here is not to try to do what you used to do but try to do something a little different what are your thoughts on all of this
1: yeah i agree a hundred percent scott i think that uh, you know, Jimmy Kimmel's show is now called uh, Jimmy Kimmel Live at Home. And even the week in between, he did a series uh, just on the Internet where he was talking from his garage and his driveway, and he was literally in his car at one point, and he pulls in front of a driveway, and there's a comedian friend who does five minutes in the driveway outside. Um, it, it, there's a charm to it because it's so low rent. It's almost like a Canadian talk show <laughs> And I think those things are working much better than, you're right, trying to replicate what viewers see when they tune in normally to see the big audience in the studio.
0: And maybe Jimmy Kimmel had a bit more of an advantage on this because he does do so much remote stuff anyway. He has uh, taken stuff from some of those cable shows and already implemented that on late-night TV long before COVID-19.
1: Yeah, you're right. And I think also people who have had practice podcasting and things are are sort of uh, ready for this sort of low-tech approach. Uh, The fact that everything is, all the interviews are being zoomed in now. Uh, You're seeing it everywhere on the newscast and everything else. But um, yeah, and and there's a charm too with Kimmel and with Fallon of all people. We're seeing Fallon had the the worst. The Tonight Show has gone way down in terms of audience and viewership. It's been, been sort of dismissed lately. Suddenly, though, people are tuning in just to see uh, Jimmy Fallon's adorable children crawling all mm. over him while he's trying to do some sort of a talk show from home. And the same with Kimmel. Kimmel had on his kids, are uh, two and five, Billy uh, and Jane. And he had them on the other side of the couch, and he did Who Wants to Be a Millionaire with his kids the other night. And it was hilarious and charming. Billy conks out about halfway through it. Jane proudly answers all the questions, but I, I just think it's there's something adorable about that. And uh, so the ones who have the young children are making good use of them right now.
0: And people love this stuff. I mean, if you remember way back, even to the days of the old Johnny Carson show, whenever he made a flub, people would love it.
1: Yeah, you know, you, you tune in as much to see something go wrong. Um, so it's, it, it, and even, you know, having musical guests, Kimmel, had uh, two of the kill, the guys who do The, the Killers. The group, they did a song from their bathroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like we're hearing. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, the the, the um, Daily Show with uh, Trevor Noah, also it's just him in a sweatshirt sitting at a desk or at his table, and he's talking to guests, and we're seeing a different side of him. Like, he, he had a great 12-minute interview with the doctor who we're seeing cowering next to Trump all every day at his reports, but it was the most insightful 12 minutes you'll ever see with this guy, finally out of the clutches of his boss, uh, just talking and answering better questions from these guys than they're getting from the reporters who are on the hard news beat.
0: As you say, I mean, my kids are watching similar stuff to this on the internet all the time. Uh, this is very much, like you you said, a, a, a lower uh, grade, if you will, for lack of a better phrase, of television. But after we come out the other end, is this what people will find more interesting than a couch and a desk? I think so.
1: I think we're seeing the, the roots of a new beginning for a lot of these shows. Like. You know, when was the last time you and I talked about late-night television? Really, it's, it's uh, uh, something that's always been of interest to both of us until the last few years, when suddenly there's 12 late-night talk shows, and it's not like the old days with Carson or Letterman, when everybody would have seen what happened last night. There's so many, it's so fractured, you can't keep up with it, and people really only watch late-night now on YouTube. They watch it the next mm. day in five- or six-minute fights. And this experience of these shows now that are done from home are like that. They're sort of almost always a transition period to them to watching it on your desktop. And I think that's where these things are working. And it just seems to be speaking to us in a way that we get
0: right now. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I actually had to stop watching Stephen Colbert because I was feeling uncomfortable. It is very obvious he's not comfortable doing this without a studio audience.
1: He doesn't know how to do it. You're right, and it's um, you know I see the other night he was on. He's still wearing a suit uh, most of the time. The other guys are just dressed way down. Um, and he looks awkward, you know. Now uh, the, the John Pine had has just died. He had on a uh, a woman who sang a song. Uh, he seemed to be very um, emotionally drained from that, and, and so that you know made that that show a little bit more difficult. But yeah, he's lost at sea. You know, um, he doesn't seem to. And 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 the last few years, Colbert's the number one. He's yeah. just killing it. And part of it is he steps out into the Ed Sullivan theater. That's an electric place. I've seen yeah. him live in there and it just jumps. And mm-hmm. I think it's hard for him to do it from home.
0: You know, you bring up a very valid point, and I haven't been fortunate enough to to go and see one of those uh, tapings like you have, but, you know, I I noticed even when he comes out, and people people have been doing this since he started, they give him like a massive ovation, and then that finally dies down, and then he says, hi, I'm Stephen Colbert, and the whole place lights up again, and I'm thinking, well, gee whiz, we've just all kind of gone through that, but it does (laughs) perhaps show you how he draws off that energy.
1: I think so. You know, you notice often he'll come out and he'll run up and down the aisles at the Sullivan theater and high five everybody and, you know, and and come back. And he's almost winded by the time he starts his monologue. But it's sort of like the way Letterman would sprint from one end of his stage to the other and then come out and start his show. Uh, You wondered why they did that. And really, I think it was just to get the blood rushing, you know, in, in, in before the show.
0: How do you think this is going to change things coming out the other end? Whether it's late night that we're talking about, whether it's binge watching, will, you know, many have said, and we've talked about this with every angle of of every industry and what have you, that, you know, going back to nine 11, many said that, you know, life would never be the same afterwards. How do you see things changing after this post uh, post COVID-19?
1: Well, I think you will see much more remote shooting. I don't think, they'll have to fly in guests to uh, you know Hollywood Boulevard for Kimmel or uh, New York and LA. Um, they'll be able to access people all over the world through the same technology we all have at home now. Zoom or WhatsApp or whatever it is. So I, I do think you'll see more of that uh, and, and just maybe uh, a more um, scaled down at home approach. Um, it's hard to say. You know, like Kimmel's, I've been to tapings there too. His studio is dull. <laughs> hmm. when, it, when you go as a guest, they will take you to the green room and tell you to watch it off the monitor. It really isn't anything special to sit in that little space. So I don't think it's, it's an easier transition. Dennis Kittle's happy to leave its studio and, and be somewhere else. Um, and I just think you might be seeing more and more of these guys making their shows from somewhere else. It's sort of like when Craig Ferguson would go to Scotland, or, or mm. Conan O'Brien would go some, you know, to there was a I think in Norway or somewhere there was a the president or looked just like him, uh, you know. Probably going to see more things like that, more remotes, maybe more trips to Toronto. Who knows?
0: Many have said that traditional TV has not kept up with other shows that we're watching on various services and such. Uh, many have said that society lags behind technology, technology's way out in front. We've obviously seen technology take a giant leap in the last uh, several weeks and, and, and join up with society. Well, we see the same thing with TV? The, the traditional TV is going to get a shaken up through this.
1: I think so. You know, it was interesting last night they had the finale of Modern Family, and then right after, Kimmel hosted a reboot of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? And they shot it on a set that looked just like the original, as Kimmel joked, the most overly, most dramatically lit program in the history of television. And But there was no studio audience, because he did this just like a month or so ago, just in between things kind of being clamped down. So you had him and a guest trying to win the money, but no studio audience, and it didn't really work. It seemed dull. Uh, and I think it could just be Kimmel and somebody famous sitting in a restaurant playing who wants to be a millionaire? I think shows are going to become more like comedians in cars, you know? Hmm. It, it, it's going to be um, just more familiar settings, less studio, and, um, you know, it's cheaper and less risk. But, um, yeah, they're going to have to... There's so The deadline is coming in a few weeks, Scott, where these networks are running out of inventory, and they yeah. can't produce anything new. So you're going to see a lot of reruns, and uh, I'm sure of the sports channels. I mean, my goodness, right? Mm. So um, they're showing classic games. I think you're going to see,
0: which is pretty podcast. cool. I mean, I was watching. I was watching the other day the last inning of uh, the Blue Jays' '92 World Series run, which was hilarious.
1: It, it was. It's, I've been enjoying that too, and seeing the Raptors win again last year. It's weird watching Wayne Gretzky games from the '90s or '80s, and he's just broken gory house record and it's just about mm. 10 minutes left in the third period of a tied game and they stopped the game roll on a red carpet bring janet and walter out on the ice and for 40 <laughs> minutes bowed to wayne gretzky and i thought could you imagine the nfl doing this like next season if it ever happens belichick just yeah. sitting through a 40 minute delay why uh, you know tom terrific gets an award so I don't think – it's it's weird seeing some of those old games. It brings back funny memories.
0: Fascinating times. Bill Brio has been with us, TV critic, uh, and as well, Brio.tv to find out more. Bill, as always, thank you so much for the time. Much appreciated, and enjoy what you can of your uh, long weekend. Stay safe.
1: Will do. You too, uh, Scott. Stay safe as well.
0: The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900-CHML.